All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In the show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd. U.S. The U.S. gets downgraded. We'll talk about that. Stocks start August with a sell-off. ADP jobs data is out. A big reversal in AMD and match soars. Plus, we'll look at some opportunities that popped up on today's PowerX wheel scanner. Now, as you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge, and I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. Today, we'll call the show Coffee with Mark because I'm running the show solo. Even though it's just me, I promise that you're in good hands. You can say we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading, decades in fact. We know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are at the right place. Before we dive in and talk about some trading opportunities, let's see what's going on in these crazy markets here. And let me go ahead and share a chart of the S&P 500. The S&P 500, look at this, pulling back. I had this trend line here that I said, you know, I, I really just don't think that this is too sustainable. We're going to get a pullback. Uh, it could be on just some garbage news, just something strange that uh, nobody really, you know, uh, expected. In this case, not necessarily garbage news, uh, but definitely something that just kind of came out of the blue. You could say it. You could say that it was unexpected. And markets are reacting here. The S&P down one point. 3%, one and a quarter percent here. S&P taking a bit of a hit. If we look at the Dow, the Dow also down on this, this information here, this news that Fitch downgraded the U.S. long-term rating from AAA to AA+. So the Dow down three quarters of a percent. The NASDAQ taking the biggest hit here down over 2% today. Yesterday, we started the month of August off negative anyway. The S&P and NASDAQ finished lower. The Dow just slightly higher, um, but uh, a small gain for the Dow. So kicking off the month of August with some losses. And right now, the S&P 500, the major indices, are continuing to make new lows for the trading session. It started to look more like some profit-taking here, an excuse to to take some profits, uh, that is the, the news there and the reaction to the news about the downgrade. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if this accelerates. Uh, it It is, uh, well, the markets are falling a little bit more and we are at session low. So we'll see if this uh, gathers some steam or uh, if we just kind of end up where we are now, where it was a, an excuse or reason to take some profits after such a big run-up. And that's what I've been saying with the S&P uh, for weeks now. This type of move, almost parabolic, we're due for a pullback. I think that a pullback at this point is healthy. Uh, 4,500 was where I said, like, we almost need to pull back to 4,500. 4,400 kind of have this confluence of su uh, possible support where – we have the 50-day moving average, uh, another uh, trend line for anybody using trend lines, also round number support. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But it is some big news, and we see here on CNBC that with this downgrade, the 
uh, Fitch ratings cuts the United States long-term foreign currency issuer default rating to AA+. The agency had placed the country's rating on negative watch in May because of the debt ceiling fight in Washington and that the repeated debt limit political standoffs and last-minute resolutions have eroded confidence in fiscal management. So you're taking a, a, a closer look at this. In Fitch's view, this is, quote, there has been a steady deterioration in standards of government of governance, excuse me, over the last 20 years, including on fiscal and debt matters, notwithstanding the June bipartisan agreement to suspend the debt limit until January 2025. Uh, that's what the ratings agency said. Now, it's not the first time the U.S. Uh, credit has been downgraded. It, the last time was by uh, Standard & Poor's in 2011. For those not familiar with Fitch, Fitch is one of the three major credit ratings agencies that evaluate a company or a country's ability to pay its debts. So this is uh, causing some selling and uh, definitely something for traders to consider. I, I think that it kind of pulls us back to reality of, after just a a drift higher that was uh, ongoing uh, where nothing could hold it back. And we talked about rubber ducky markets, right? Where it's like you're trying to push the rubber ducky down in the bathtub and it just pops right up. Well, maybe this one, the, the rubber ducky is going to stay underwater a little bit more. So let's see what's going on here. Let's go to PowerX Optimizer. First, bringing up the economic calendar. And we did have a jobs report this morning. ADP non-farm employment numbers came out. The jobs were much better than expected. 191,000 jobs expected, 324,000 added, but lower than a last month's edition of 455,000 jobs, which was a bit of a shock. So lower than last month, but uh, definitely bigger than expected. Now we have unemployment claims on Thursday, but the big report is going to be Friday where we have average hourly earnings, non-farm employment numbers, and the unemployment rate. So Friday is the big one when it comes to jobs. Uh, we also have earnings in the spotlight. And for anybody that owns PowerX Optimizer, we actually did an update that gave us a little more information with the earnings analysis tool. So we've been using the earnings analysis tool to analyze how a stock has reacted to earnings. And with the latest update, we actually added an earnings calendar. And I'm loving this because what some traders don't realize is that essentially an algorithm typically will pick when an earnings date is going to be based on when it was uh, previously, right? But that date can change. And so sometimes you look at your broker's platform or another platform and, and you'll see an earnings date and you'll think that earnings are coming out on a certain day, but then it doesn't come out that day or it comes out early and it comes uh, unexpected to you as a trader. Well, this is where we can only show confirmed reports because uh, the estimated dates that are out there typically at some point a company will confirm the actual date. Sometimes it's exactly what was expected with the algorithm based on past dates. Sometimes it's different. So here we can make sure that we're only looking at confirmed earnings reports. We could look at all earnings that are being released for the week. As an example, we see that this week there are 1,218 companies reporting earnings, a ton, 
But if we click on most anticipated, it narrows it down to 174 of the most uh, significant or major companies reporting. So I, I think this is a, a nice tool and even uh, more fun or uh, exciting or, uh, well, look at this. <laughs> Let's say that we're looking at Qualcomm here and we wanna know what, what the heck can we expect with Qualcomm? I could just click on it in the earnings calendar. It brings up the earnings analysis tool. So we could just work through earnings uh, real easily here if we're taking a look at different companies and seeing what the expectations might be. So I think it's a, a great addition that our dev team has worked on, always coming out with fun new things in PowerX Optimizer to help traders. And uh, we know that it's based on what we're looking for as traders ourselves, right? So anyway, a uh, new tool there. Earnings still remain strong. Uh, earnings season is more than halfway through. And right now, earnings are still stronger than expected. Based on fact set data of the S&P 500 companies that have reported, about 82% have posted a positive surprise. So earnings still remain strong. And this is the busiest week that we'll have for earnings. And we're halfway through. Let's take a look at the heat map, see what's moving. Oh, this was another thing that we added with the new update. So we have the S&P 500 heat map, and this is something that you might see elsewhere, but we've also added the NASDAQ 100. So if you want to see the heat map for the NASDAQ 100 or even the Dow 30, now we have those breakdowns as well. So if you want to see, hey, what's going on with blue chips, uh, where's the 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 weakness here, we see Chevron down 2.4%, Microsoft down 1.9%. Where is their strength? Well, Merck up 2.1%, Johnson & Johnson up a percent. And so we could see the, the Dow 30, we could look at the NASDAQ, Tesla down 2.3%, Amazon down 2.5%, uh, Nvidia down 3.8%. What's nice here is that if we see something that we're interested in, you know, not only is this information uh, you know, nice to, to have in general to get a feel for what's going on in the markets, but we could always click on a particular company. And we know that the wheel analyzer is set up to find wheel opportunities. So we could see, hey, based on this information, based on this drop, where can we sell put? So the min strike is 425. If we liked NVIDIA and we like this 425 level, uh, we can sell puts there and collect some nice premium. So just a, a couple of neat additions here. Let's go back to the heat map. Let's go back to the S&P 500. And if we look at the red, there, there's a lot of red, but there's also some green mixed in, which is a little surprising because right now it looks like a broad market sell-off, right? The S&P down 1%, the NASDAQ down 2%, but you actually see consumer defensive is green and healthcare is green. So there is some green in this sea of red. It's not just a, a complete uh, sell-off with everything in the S&P 500 down. Uh, it does look like healthcare and consumer defensive stocks are hanging in there. Now, let's take a look at some market movers. And I want to go to AMD here because AMD did report earnings. And AMD actually reported better than expected earnings and revenue. And... In pre-market trading, AMD was up nicely, 
but AMD has since reversed, now down 6.4%. So uh, pulling back to some short-term support around 108, uh, we'll see where it goes from here. The company's sales forecast for the third quarter was weaker than expected, that being a bit of a draw on the stock and investors not liking that information. So we've gone from a, a nice overnight reaction to a gap slightly higher to actually being down over 6% with AMD. Now, another big mover today, Match Group, MTCH is the ticker symbol. And Match was another one up huge overnight, uh, up over 10% uh, with the initial reaction, now up 1.7%. So not a, a significant change based on where we're trading right now, although it was up uh, much higher during the trading session, getting up to 49.24, uh, where right now it sits at 47. Match the Tinder and Match Parent uh, jumped up on a, an earnings beat for earnings and also revenue, uh, saying that the current quarter revenue should actually come in better than expected. There was also an upgrade, and uh, this definitely helping Match, although a lot of the gains have disappeared for the session now up just two percent take a look at another another mover here and let's look at solar edge technology so s-e-d-g so solar edge getting a bit of a hit today down 18.4 percent uh a miss on earning or revenue expectations in the second quarter. And right now, traders not liking that too much. We are getting to these uh, support levels that were uh, pretty decent in the past. And we'll see if this continues to slide or if it holds up at the support. This is probably a really good segue to a position that we're in, and that is CSIQ. Let's take a look at CSIQ. So CSIQ down for the day, down at 34.50. Marcus and I have sold the 35 puts. Does this information change our opinion on CSIQ and the 35 put? No. We know that that's the risk when we put on uh, a trade and we're selling premium. Uh, we are able to get some nice premium. And we've decided that, hey, based on the company and based on uh, where we're selling uh, puts at support, we are comfortable owning shares or we wouldn't put the trade on. So even though it's now in the money, I'm actually looking forward to owning shares at 35. I was able to collect 40 cents on this. So if I'm taking my uh, potential assignment price and, and anything can happen, I mean, it could be that we're back above 35 on uh, Friday's close and nothing happens. We, get, we have that full uh, credit that we've received. But based on where it's trading right now, if I get assigned at 35 and I collected 40 cents, uh, my break even is 34.60. So right now I would only be down to eight cents. Now that puts in the money, so it's going up in value right now. And that to me is uh, where a lot of new premium traders get stuck because they wanna close a trade at the worst possible point. Because when there's that extra volatility and you've gone from an out of the money put below the where the stock's trading to an in the money put, 
or an at the money put, the premium gets explodes, right? Now, if we were able to time things perfectly, that would be the best time to sell those puts, but you're never going to be able to time it perfectly, at least not consistently. Um, so instead, I'm looking at what makes sense at the t at the moment or in the moment at the at the level that it's trading at. And back, I think it was July 31st, I believe, when this was trading around 36.50, we said, you know what, the 35 makes sense. So now we'll see if we get assigned or not. Still liking uh, CSIQ. We are testing this short-term support. Uh, so we're trading at 34.56. But one other thing I want to point out here is the SEDG trade. This did come up as a possible candidate. And if we look at SEDG, the reason why I did not like it as much as uh, CSIQ is with SEDG, look at this, where we've established some lows here. There's some support. We're breaking through lows, making lower lows, making lower lows, making lower lows, and we could draw a trend line. So we're in a bit of a downtrend, right? We're making lower lows. There, are, We don't have these huge, huge moves uh, going back to the beginning of 2023, but it's stair-stepping slower in an orderly manner. But still, but still stair-stepping uh, lower. We also look at the P-E ratio. And the P-E ratio, uh, I think at the time it was like 80. Uh, so it was a very, very high P-E ratio. Now let's compare this to CSIQ. CSIQ, here we're seeing much stronger support levels, right? Uh, in fact, this lowest close indicator that we have in PowerX Optimizer is actually starting to go up because the lowest close has been adjusting higher rather than breaking through support and just stair-stepping lower. So chart-wise, I like CSIQ better. And if we look at the PE ratio, the PE ratio is 8.12, which is extremely low for companies in general, but definitely for the solar industry compared to SEDG where it was over 70. And I do believe it was 80 when I uh, looked at it a week ago. So to me, it's a no brainer. If you're going to have something that's in the same industry, chart wise, CSIQ looks better. And I do believe that's why, even though CSIQ is down today, I, we're still looking pretty good with this 35 put. And we'll see what happens at the end of the week. So this is, uh, a trade that both Marcus and I are in, and we'll see where the dust settles on Friday. Now, a few maybes uh, that we are looking at today. Uh, let's look at Crocs. This is one we talked about with our mastermind group a few times. Crocs had this big earnings reaction, and we did have some traders that took the 97 and 98 put on the, the earnings reaction uh, day that actually ended up working out nicely. This was another one where it was okay, it was decent, but it looked like we were trying to figure out what to do with this support level. And on the way down, it's a pretty big drop down to 70. I mean, maybe you get a hold, uh, a, a bite here at 92 where buyers step in, but a bit of a ways down before I see strong support again. So I didn't take this trade. Marcus didn't take this trade, but... I think it's a maybe right now. The 99 strike is available for next Friday. I'm passing, but uh, definitely something to consider based on what popped up on the scanner today. Now, 
Another one that could be a maybe is Nike. So Nike right now, the 106 strike is available. This one, you know, to be honest, I'd rather be a little bit lower. If we look at a little more data, we see that in 2022, we bottomed out around 83. Uh, and there does seem to be a lot of trading between 100 and maybe 106. Uh, that's right where the strike is right now, 106. If I were to consider this, I'd, I'd rather be a little more closer to 104, maybe 105. The 106 to me is just a little bit high if we come down here and we test this support level. Or if we break through this support level, test 100, and then have to drift back up to our assignment price. I'd much rather be at a 104, 105, the 106, if that were to happen. A decent maybe, though. Now, the best trade of the day, in my opinion, was Starbucks. Starbucks, a positive earnings report, an earnings beat on uh, the earnings per share, also better than expected revenue. There were some concerns about same-store sales in Asia, I believe. And, and so Starbucks gapped lower and actually traded down to 99.29. Now, when it was trading right around these levels, right around 99.40, 99.50, I actually sent Marcus a text message. I said, hey, Marcus, good morning. Are you on the water? S-Bucks, 8.497 is available and uh, he called me and he said, I like it. And I actually, you know, before he called, I had that order ready to go and I was watching the premium disappear. So it was a great trade. Uh, right now, I do not like the 102. I, there, there's no support here, but this was a great earnings play. You have some nice support uh, around 96 to 98. So that 97 looked good. Uh, and it was there for about four minutes, four or five minutes at the open, and then quickly disappeared on the reversal. So anybody that got this, this was actually my favorite of the day. And uh, good job. Good job. Now, tomorrow, if we take a look at what's going on, uh, the we have jobless claims in the morning. And uh, we have after the bell, Qualcomm, PayPal. Uh, we have Oxy after the bell. So maybe we get some earnings plays tomorrow morning, MetLife. Uh, Oxy, I would love to get a bit of a sell-off in Oxy and have another shot there. Made some nice money on Oxy. Wouldn't mind it pulling back a little bit. Uh, tomorrow morning before the bell, ConocoPhillips would be you know, something. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Moderna, but some you know more popular names, Warner Brothers, Moderna, and uh, ConocoPhillips. So... We'll see. We'll see if jobless claims or a continued sell-off based on this Fitch downgrade uh, gives us more opportunities or maybe there are a couple earnings plays. I still think that we're going to have a great week for new opportunities, and I'm looking to capture those. So until tomorrow, hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, please give it a like. We will see you back here tomorrow with another Coffee with Mark. Until then, happy trading, everybody.